Hello, and once again, I want to welcome you to Back to the Basic Bible Study. I'm Pastor George of Macedonia Baptist Church, located over in the Bright Star, Arkansas area, just right off of 237, uh, going to um, uh, Texarkana, if you're coming from Bloomberg. And if you're coming from Texarkana, you would see us on the right, uh, almost at the end of uh, Highway State Highway 237, and you can't miss us. And uh, matter of fact, if you put in the address, which is 23465 State Highway 237, there in Dod- it is in Doddridge address, um, then it will bring you straight to the church. And the reason I said that is because I'd like to personally invite you, if you're not currently attending church somewhere, and uh, maybe maybe the new year kind of sparked an interest. Um, in your life where maybe you thought, you know, maybe maybe I need to get into church. We'd love for you to come. We'd love for you to be a part. Uh, come and enjoy uh, the music, enjoy the fellowship, enjoy the preaching and the teaching of the Word, and we'd love to have you come. But if you're currently going to a church and you're happy there, then that's where you need to be is in that church. But we love people, and we love the Lord Jesus, and uh, and so we would love to have anyone that would love to come and be a part of that. We usually have a lot of activities going on <clears throat> throughout the year, and this last year was a great year for us. We had a had just a, a wonderful year. The Lord blessed us in a, with our attendance, uh, finally uh, recovering from the COVID, uh, which was three years ago. Oh, well, almost four years ago now uh, that we you know it was it was tough on the churches and it wasn't just ours it was others as well but we finally got our attendance back up we uh, are seeing some great things happen the Lord is doing some great things uh, and and we're just excited to see what's going to happen in 2024 and I hope you are as well and uh, and again I just thank you for listening in Uh, there are some faithful people who listen um, weekly uh, for the broadcast and uh, we appreciate you, appreciate your support there. And hopefully, if you're somebody that's new, you will uh, join in with us each Tuesday at 1030. And we would love to have you be a part as well. Maybe you go to another church, but you just would like to be included uh, in our broadcast. We'd love to have you here and be a part of this and listen in. So we try to, we try to um, just uh, bring out the best of the Bible, you know, um, the Bible speaks for itself, really doesn't need me. Uh, God doesn't need me. His, his word speaks for itself. But it's the foolishness of preaching, you know. He, he, loves, he loves to be able to work through us and to be able to preach and teach the word. And so that's what we try to do here. Been doing this, my goodness, I think it's been 12, I think 12 years. February, I think it'll be 12 years. We were in KPYN for several years, 12, or right at 12 years. And then now we're at KALT, Cass County Radio, and I'm excited to see what is going to happen uh, on this radio station. Uh, You you just support it, and hopefully we can see some great things happen in the near future, not just on the internet, but also on the airways. We'd love to be able to catch people that are coming through Atlanta uh, on the radio and uh, possibly, you know, be able to share the gospel to them. And that's that's our goal. That's our goal as Macedonia Baptist Church in this this radio broadcast is to, is just to share the gospel of Jesus Christ because folks we 
we're in a very dark world the, where the gospel's hidden, and it's very important that we be that light and we share that gospel message. People will die and go to hell without Jesus, and it's very important that we get that word out uh, to folks. And who knows? We don't know how long we're here going to be here on this earth. We don't know uh, when the Lord Jesus is coming back, but he said he's coming back, and I believe it, and it could be today. So very important. Hey, before we get into today's message, I'm going to be in Matthew chapter 14 for those that have their Bibles and are able to listen uh, to turn over and listen and, and read with me. I'm going to be in Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. And uh, before we do that, though, I want to do a song that kind of goes along with this message. And the song is, I have decided to follow Jesus. Uh, which, you know, typically most times we sing this song at an invitation. Um, and it is an invitation, but it's a beautiful song, and, and we all have to come to that place in our life where we um, decide that we want to follow Jesus and to live for Him. And uh, so it's a wonderful song. So listen to it here, and if you know it, sing along with me, okay? I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though none go with me, Still I will follow Though none go with me Still I will follow Though none go with me Still I will follow No turning back No turning back The behind me the cross before me the world behind me the cross before me the world behind me the cross before me no turning back no turning back What a great song. The words in this song are pretty uh, intense to me, I think. Um, you know, he says, to you know, I, I, first of all, you have to make that decision to follow Jesus. And then, even if nobody goes with you, you still got to follow. And then putting the world behind you, which means the ideas of the world, the darkness of the world behind you. And put the cross, which is Jesus, before you. And uh, I promise you, if we can do those things, uh, our lives will be so much better. As far as spiritually, God will be with us and help us through each day. And, and you know, he's a father, and he loves his children, and he wants to be good to his children. He wants to bless his children, but we've got to follow him, and that's important. 
Today in Matthew chapter 14, in verse 22, is a very familiar passage of Scripture. Um, this story is very familiar here. It's about Peter, which is one of the disciples of Jesus. He had chosen 12, if you remember, there were several of them. And uh, Peter had a brother named Andrew who was very um, instrumental or, or influencing to Peter and introduced Peter to um, Jesus at an earlier time. And then, of course, we'll know as we, we get into this message here that, Jesus, that Peter would finally follow uh, Jesus and uh, go through three years, at least three years, uh, maybe even a little longer, and uh, would experience some amazing things in those three years. Of course, he would go on to be an evangelist, a missionary, uh, whatever you want to call it, one who would go out and tell people about Jesus. And, um, and that's what he did until he was, he was crucified. And, um, of course, immediately he, was, he would enter into the presence of the Lord. So did a good, good job. But in this, this story that we're going to talk about here is one of Peter's challenges in life. And we all face challenges in our life. You know, um, we go through these little battles, what I call them, in life. And, um, and I think, you know, there's, there's probably three things that, um, that, that could be occurring during those battles. One is maybe the Lord is trying to redirect us. Maybe we've gotten unfocused. Maybe we've gotten off track. And the Lord sometimes wants to bring us back to where we need to be. Uh, and then sometimes maybe just to... Uh, strengthen our relationship with him and and to get stay close to him which is very important that we do that and then and then maybe and then maybe thirdly um, maybe he is trying to strengthen our faith uh, even for a battle that is yet to come in our lives so it's very important that our faith now you're going to see here in this story that faith plays a major part a major role in our spiritual growth. So let's look at verse 22 here and, and let's pick up the story here. It says, And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a, a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitude away. Now, to understand that, you'd have to understand the, the, the previous uh, verses, which had to do with Jesus feeding the 5,000. So after that had taken place, uh, Jesus sent his disciples, told them to get them on a ship. You're going to go to the other side. He was going to meet them on the other side. He would, he would be there. He would be there with them. And uh, so he gets them on a boat, and, of course, he sends the multitude away and, um, and then goes and, and tries to get alone uh, with his father. Verse 23, and when he had sent the multitude away, he went up into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, which means it was out in the middle of the sea. This would have been the Sea of Galilee. And it says, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. 
So on the fourth watch would have been later on, like early, early morning. Jesus would have left the cave and he would have walked on water going to his where his disciples were. And they were out in the middle of the Sea of Galilee in a storm. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, or translated ghost. And they cried out for fear. In other words, they were afraid of this. They saw something walking on the water, wasn't sure who or what it was, and they were afraid. Verse 27, But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer. It is I. Be not afraid. So he gives this words, this, this statement of comfort here. It's okay. It's just me. Okay. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. So here was Peter's challenge right here. He said, Lord, if that's you, Jesus, if that's you, then tell me to come on the water like he was walking. And he said, come. That's what Jesus said, just come on. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So his focus is on Jesus, right, at the time. And he began to walk on water just as Jesus was walking on water. Now, I don't know about you, but I have never heard that happening in my day and time. I've never seen that. That would be impossible. If you were to step on the water, you would sink, right? But they were walking on water. But the, but the key here is, is that Peter believed in Jesus and he was walking to him. He was focused on him, so he was able to do this, all right? But when he saw the wind, boisterous, which, you know, um, would mean be like uh, waves and the wind was blowing hard, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. So it's an interesting passage here. It's an interesting story. And there's so much information here that uh, we couldn't cover it all. Uh, today and there's just so much here but we're going to do the best we can i want us to see some things here some common factors um, that we as believers should have in common okay one is our faith one uh, number two is our fault and number three is our future so first of all we're going to see peter's faith look at verse 29 again i made the comment he said in verse 28, he answered him and said, Lord, if thou, if, if this, if it be thou, bid me come unto, unto thee on the water. So in other words, what Peter was saying, it really, if this is you, Jesus, then tell me to come out there to you. In verse 29, and he said, come. He said, come. And then what did Peter do? He says, and when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. So we see that, that Peter obviously had faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Even at this time, he did something that was impossible to do, which was he came out of the ship. He stood on the water and it was, remember, it was windy and it was the waves were, were coming up hard against the boat. 
And he got on the water and he began to walk on water. And it says to go to Jesus. So to go to Jesus, he would have had his eyes on the Lord Jesus, right? Now, we think about Peter and we think about his conversion. You know, in, in Matthew chapter 4, we see his conversion when he actually, um, you know, began to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Of course, you know, his brother had introduced him to Jesus. Andrew had introduced Peter to Jesus. But it wasn't until this moment here in chapter 4 that he would follow the Lord Jesus Christ. It says in verse 18, And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two men, Simon called Peter, that's Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. In other words, they were fishermen. That's what they did for a living. They went out and caught fish and brought them in and sold them. Okay? And he said unto them, here it is, here's the challenge, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So the challenge was to Peter and Andrew at the time was to follow Jesus, okay? And I will make you fishers of men, meaning not where you're going to go out and catch fish, but you're going to go out and, and share the kingdom to other men, okay? So that they too would know this Jesus by faith. And you can see in verse 20, and they straightway left their nets and followed him. So immediately is what they did. They, they dropped their nets. There was something about Jesus that drew them to him, and they followed him. So they gave up everything. Matter of fact, neither one would go back to being fish, you know, um, um, fishermen for fish, uh, but they would become fishermen of men. So we see Peter's conversion here. He was, as I said, he was a common fisherman, uh, and Jesus was straightforward with his request, which is simply follow me. That's what he said. And so they would become, uh, they would they would go from being fish fishermen of fish to fishermen of men. But then we see Peter's spiritual education. Three years, Peter would be mo- uh, mentored by the Lord Jesus Christ. So the Lord Jesus Christ had plans for Peter. It was no um, coincidence. This was obviously Jesus came to a common man who was just a fisherman and maybe didn't have high education. It didn't matter. Jesus was going to mentor this man, and he did, as he did those other disciples as well. And then for three years, Peter would see the wonders, the miracles, the signs. Um, he, would, he would sit under the teaching of the Lord Jesus Christ for three years. So he would get his education there. And plus he would see these miraculous um, events that would take place, which was healing the blind, healing the deaf, um, raising the, the lame man to be able to walk, to, to actually see a dead man come from the grave and that only God could do these things and he would experience these miracles. And then also for three years, Peter would grow in the Lord and he would. He would learn more and more. And that's why it's so important that we follow Jesus and that we build on that relationship that we have with him uh, so that we can grow in the Lord, get closer to him, so when we do face the battles of life, we have one with us 
who will take us through it. Peter's, of course, dedication, he, he immediately left all just to follow Jesus. He left his nets, meaning he gave up his profession, and he started a new journey, and he followed Jesus. He would commit uh, to keep Jesus safe. Luke chapter 22, verse 33 says, And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee both into prison and to death. He had made that commitment at that time. I believe, I believe he was honest and sincere uh, as he could be when he made that statement. He, 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 even in the incident when Jesus was being arrested, he would cut the guard's ear off. Uh, in John chapter 18, we have that passage where it says, Then Peter, Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and smote the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Machias. Now, was, was Peter, do you think Peter was aiming for the ear? I don't think so. I think Peter was aiming for the head. I think he was trying to kill this man. And uh, so he, he was dedicated. So we see Peter's faith. His faith was he was willing to give up everything to follow Jesus. Okay, And then we see Peter's fault in verse 30. <coughs> Look what he says. Now remember, he's on the water. And he's walking toward Jesus. So in order to walk toward Jesus, he would have had his eyes on Jesus, right? Okay, but look at verse 30 and what happened. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, excuse me, Lord, save me. So what happened? What happened? He's walking on the water and he's walking toward Jesus He's got his eyes focused on Jesus, and what happened? He took his eyes off of Jesus, didn't he? He did. And he began to look around, and he saw the waves, and he saw, heard, felt the wind that was blowing so hard. And what happened? He became afraid. True faith, there is no fear. We believe. We trust. Now listen, we can we could come down hard on Peter and say, boy, he just wasn't very strong. But every one of us are just like that. We are. You know, we sure we say, yeah, I trust Jesus and I trust the Lord and 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 you know I, and I try to you know stay focused on him, but we all fall. We all look around and get our eyes off of Jesus at one point in time. There was another time when in Luke chapter nine when Peter falls asleep. It says, but Peter and they that were with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were awake, uh, they saw the glory and the two men that stood with him. This was at the transfiguration when it took place. But, you know, and, and, and there's something we can learn here. They fell asleep when they should have been awake, right? We need to always be aware of what's going on around us. What does the scripture say? That we are to be... Um, we are to be sober and we are to be vigilant for our adversary, the devil, walketh around like a, a roaring lion. He's ready to pounce. So we always need to be aware of what's going on around us. And when you're following Jesus, that's what's going to happen. Keep your eyes open. It's kind of like me telling my wife when she, you know, she's at Walmart working. And, you know, when you go out in the parking lot, you make sure you're, you see what's around you because there could be somebody there that wants to do bad things to you. So, you know, you be aware. Always be aware. Know your weaknesses. I can assure you the devil knows your weaknesses. Know your weaknesses and be in control, as we said. Then we see Peter 
another case where Peter overrides the Lord. It says in Matthew chapter 16, From the time forth, beginning Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. And Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be, be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But he turned and he said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. So what happened here is that, you know, Jesus was explaining to them that he must die. He was going to Jerusalem. He was going to suffer persecution. He was going to be crucified, but yet he was going to be dead and he was going to raised again on the third day. And then Peter stood up and said, no, Lord, this is not going to happen. You know, I'm going to to be here to help you through this. And of course, when he says, get thee behind me, Satan, he really wasn't talking to Peter. He was talking about the motive behind it, which obviously comes from the devil. Okay. You know, and oftentimes we try to override God's will in our life. And that's what he was saying here was basically, you know, you need to say, you need to get back. Well, all all you care about is to override God's will and God's will is for him to die. So we try to override God's will. We think that maybe we know more than God does. And then oftentimes we get in the way. And then another mistake that Paul, that Peter made was he followed afar off. In Luke chapter 22, you can see this story. I've only got one this one verse I want to mention with you. But it's when they had taken Jesus and uh, was, was bringing him before the, the high priest. And it says, Then took they him, talking about Jesus, and led him and brought him into the high priest's house. And Peter followed afar off what a dangerous thing to do just like when we take our eyes off of jesus as we're focused on him and another problem that we can we can face is when we follow him too far away if he's our shepherd we need to be close to him and um, we need to stay close then peter also sat among them this is in that same storyline here where peter sits down among uh, the common folks out there around the fire. Matter of fact, verse 55 says, And when they had uh, kindled a fire in the midst of the hall and were set down together, Peter sat down among them. We have to be careful not to set ourselves up in uh, positions to fail. And, uh, you know, we have to be careful to, to abstain from all appearances of evil, which is what First Thessalonians 5.22 we have to be careful and not to, to be, we need to be able to tell people about Jesus, but don't fall into the trap of, of endorsing or going along with their sinful habits. Okay, and that's very important. And uh, then we see where Peter had to be broken. You remember in the latter part there, this is also in Luke 22, when Jesus, you know, Peter had made this statement, no, Lord, we'll die for you. And, and he turned to Peter and he said, no, Peter, before the morning, before the rooster crows, you'll deny me three times. And he did. He did just that, what, what Jesus had said he would do. And, you know, in Luke chapter 22, if you read it, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's the only place where you see this. When he denies Jesus for that third time, why? Because he followed, he followed the Lord afar off and he sat down among them. 
And they said, oh, yeah, you're one of those disciples. And he denied Jesus. And that third time when he did, it says that Jesus turned and he looked at Peter. And the next verse talks about where Peter went out and he wept bitterly. Why? Because he was broken. Because he had failed. You would say, you know, well, maybe it's over then for Peter. It wasn't. This was just the beginning because Peter had to be broken. You know, it's amazing how a rose a rose before it blooms, before it becomes a beautiful rose that we see and we can smell, it has to be broken. It comes out as a bud, and that bud has to break open in order to show the beauty. And sometimes we have to be broken so that God can use us to do great and powerful things in the world. So again, it, it helps bring us closer to him it strengthens our faith after this moment peter they couldn't shut peter up he that's all he wanted to talk about was just jesus until they crucified him and and put him in the grave why because he had been broken but then we see peter's future real quick here we're about to run out of time and i don't want to run out of time here but we're close peter's future peter cries out if you notice what happens here in this story that we were at in Matthew, what did he say? He saw, he saw the wind blowing, the waves. He took his eyes off of Jesus. He began to sink. But what did he cry out? Lord, save me. Peter cries out, Lord, save me. And in verse 31, and immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him. Jesus stretched forth his hand. He's there. All we got to do is cry out. You see, our faith is the first and foremost thing that we must strengthen. Our faith in Jesus. If you've never put your trust in Jesus, now's the time. Believe in Him. Let Him come into your life. Let Him change your life. That's the first and foremost thing. Faith is the foundation on which the other two factors fall. Our faults. It's our weaknesses of our faith. It's the weaknesses of our focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. It's our weakness of fear. You see, God does not give us the spirit of fear. He doesn't. We allow that to happen in us. We keep our eyes on Jesus. The fear will go away. And then, of course, our future is that we have a free gift from God. We need to focus on our faith in the true gift and the fulfillment of promise. Do you remember what Peter said? I'm sorry, what Paul said before he was going to be put to death. This is what he told Peter. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. In other words, race. And I have kept the faith. And he was ready. He was ready to die. Why? Because he's done his best. He's kept his eyes on the Lord. Was he perfect? No. But he strove to be perfect. He strove to be focused on the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what we have to do as born-again believers. We mess up and make mistakes because we get our eyes off of Jesus. Let me pray with you. Father, thank you for your word. Again, use it as a powerful tool that will pierce our souls and pierce our hearts 
I pray for these people who have heard the message today and that you would touch them in a special way. Help us all. If there's anybody here that's lost, that today they would call on you to come into their life and you would save them and change their lives forever. Thank you again for your love to us. In Jesus' name, amen. May God bless you folks. Thank you again for listening. And Lord willing, um, if I'm still alive and the Lord doesn't come back, I'll see you next week. God bless.